Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. What is going on, everybody? Hi, my name is Jeff. It's another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for Wednesday, the 29th of November, 2023. It's so cold outside. The worst thing about the snow is it gets on the sidewalks, and then you can't walk because you're afraid you're going to fall down. That's how you know you're getting old. These are the thoughts that go through my mind daily. It's really quite pathetic, if I do say so myself. But it's good to be here on a Wednesday, and today's episode is titled The Good, The Bad, and The Awesome, because I have something really good to share with you. I have something really awful to share with you. And the awesome part is really awesome. And I have audio that goes with that. I do want to remind you before we get into the good, the bad, and the awesome, please do me a favor. Wherever you get your podcast, follow the daily ticket, rate, review the daily ticket. Any kind of review you want to leave, please feel free. I read them all. But on the reviews, leave your Twitter handle or what your name is on Facebook, and I'll reach out to you potentially to be on the Daily Ticket to play a little Ticket Trivia. First episode of Ticket Trivia is on Friday. I have the three contestants. I've already told them it's going to be happening. We record very soon. Friday's episode, the first inaugural Ticket Trivia. I can't wait. The winner gets to take on Stoney. More on the rules and everything about participation to come on Friday. But I cannot wait. And if you hate it, we'll never do it again. But if you love it, which I hope you will, then we'll do it every couple weeks. Anyway, I'm with the show. So like I mentioned, this is the good, the bad, and the awful. Can we start with the good? Because the bad is so fucking depressing. Here's the good. The Detroit Red Wings went out and got Patrick Kane. Now, full disclosure, I've always hated Patrick Kane. Not because he's a bad hockey player, but because he was a Blackhawk for the longest time. Won three Stanley Cups. I do remember when it was Kane and Taves and DeBrinckit was over there as well. And, you know, the Wings would play them in the playoffs when they were in the West. And then, of course, the Blackhawks went on to win Stanley Cups. And the Red Wings, unfortunately, had to start rebuilding. Remember, Marion Hosa went over there. He chose Chicago instead of coming back to Detroit. Like, I've never liked the Blackhawks. 
I hate their damn goal song every time they score. Now, if it was a different team, it might be catchy. I've always hated the Blackhawks. But Patrick Kane's a stud. He's an absolute stud. He is the greatest American hockey player ever, I think. Now, you can maybe say Mike Madano, I guess, if you want. Maybe you say Chris Chelly, the greatest American defenseman ever. Whatever you want to do, the acquisition of Patrick Kane is pretty damn impressive. One year, 2.75 million bucks. At the end of the day, he's making a shy over 2 million bucks. Now, currently Daniel Sprong wears the number 88. I got to believe Patrick Kane is going to want 88. So we'll see how those negotiations go. But Patrick Kane is almost 35 years old. He's coming off the hip resurfacing surgery, which, by the way, seems to be like a bitch of a surgery. Last season, anybody that watched Patrick Kane could notice he was laboring. 73 games still found a way to have 21 goals and 36 points. The cool thing about this whole thing is Steve Eiserman went out to Toronto to meet with Patrick Kane. And by all rumors and reports and accounts, it was down to Florida and Detroit for where Patrick Kane wanted to go. If he went to Florida, the weather's nicer, obviously. He would play on a line with Alexander Barkov, who is over a point a game player. Like Patrick Kane would get his. Patrick Kane from the get-go wanted to go to a team that could win a Stanley Cup. And he chose Detroit. That in itself is awesome. Remember how bummed we all were back in the day when the Wings stopped getting free agents? You essentially just landed a free agent in Patrick Kane. And he chose you over the Florida Panthers, over the weather, over the team that went to the cup finals. So that's pretty awesome. The other thing that's awesome is, and you know this, him and Alex DeBrinkett will be reunited. When Kane and DeBrinkett played together in Chicago, their lines were a plus 11. They averaged 3.1 goals per 60 minutes. That's pure and utter domination. They have fantastic chemistry. They'll play together on the power play. I do believe that, yeah, playing with Barkov in Florida would have been sweet and all. But I've always heard, and you've always heard, that Patrick Kane loved playing with Alex Dabrinkit. And now they're reunited. And now you wonder what the lines are going to look like, by the way. Currently, the second line for the Red Wings. JT Confer's centering it. Rasmussen's on one side, Dabrinkit's on the other. I've got to believe that when Derek Lalone puts Patrick Kane in that lineup, you're either going to be looking at a second line of JT centering and Debrinket and Kane on the sides, the wings, or dare I say you get the all-American line. And I stole this from Will Birchfield, who wrote a great article on 971theticket.com about Patrick Kane coming to Detroit. The all-American line, Dylan Larkin centering it, Patrick Kane on one side, Alex Debrinket on the other. Like, sweet. Now, I know the wings like Rasmussen or make that Raymond playing with Larkin. But my goodness, that would be a fun line to watch, would it not? Patrick Kane, probably not right now a top six guy. He's got to work his way into things. You're paying him next to nothing. It's literally no risk for the Redmonds. It's one year. If it doesn't work out, then big whoop de fucking do. But if it does work out, you could be looking at a team that could make a deep postseason run. Currently, the Wings are fourth in the NHL in goals. 
So it's not like they need help putting the biscuit in the basket. But if Patrick Kane can be 50%, if he can be 75%, you don't need vintage Hall of Famer Patrick Kane that played with Taves for such a long time. You don't need that guy. If you got that guy, it'd be great. I don't think you're going to get that guy. But if you get a guy that can still play a little bit of hockey, we told you last year, obviously struggling, still scored 21 goals. You get that guy, even. And I think it's a great addition. Not to mention, Patrick Kane has played in 127 postseason games. I do believe the genius of Steve Eiserman is he's bringing in veterans that help lead. Like Larkin's the captain, but you have David Perron and JT Comfer and now a Patrick Kane. It's a great move. And the fact that he chose Detroit makes me very happy. Because that means people want to be here again. Which for a while now, over a decade, nobody wanted to be here. There is just one downside I have to warn you about. This hip resurfacing surgery, it seems like a tough surgery to get over. So I saw this in an ESPN article. Let me just read this to you. Defenseman Ed Jovanowski underwent 10 months of rehab after his 2013 procedure. He played in only 36 NHL games before retiring. Forward Ryan Kessler never played again after he got hip resurfacing in 2019. So that's only four years ago. Then there's Nicholas Backstrom, played in 47 games over parts of two seasons, generating 22 points before stepping away from the Capitals in November, citing ongoing issues with his surgically repaired left hip. So there is no guarantee that Patrick Kane's going to be able to make the recovery. There's no guarantee that he's going to be beneficial for this Red Wing team, but it's well worth the risk. It is. Great job by Steve Eiserman. Awesome that Patrick Kane wants to be in Detroit. That, my friends, is the good of this podcast. Let's get to the bad. The bad is so horrifying. The bad is the Detroit Pistons. The Pistons, on Monday night, lost to a 2-14 and 14 Wizards team by 19 points. I don't know how that's even possible. Pistons have lost 14 in a row. They're 2-15. and 15. That's the worst team in all of basketball. They have one player that would play maybe on another team. That's Cade Cunningham. Averaging 22 a night and seven assists. Troy Weaver has been on the job since June of 2020. He's done a bad job. On draft day, we get all excited about what Troy's able to do. But all in all, I mean, he's responsible for this atrocity that you see at the basketball court every night. So he's done a very bad job. Nobody's asking for the Pistons to be great. Just please be competitive. Be the Houston Rockets who have a winning record a lot more talent, and started the rebuild pretty much the same time the Pistons started the rebuild. Like, Tom Gorris, the owner, are you awake? Tommy, what the hell are you doing? I know you're living in the lap of luxury in Southern California because you're a billionaire wearing leather jackets and shirts that come down to your navel, but my goodness, wake up and do something. This cannot continue. There's a lot of Piston fans out there that are freaking furious because their team is a joke and nobody's doing anything about it. The last time the Pistons won a playoff game is 2008. Freaking pathetic. Do you know that this year, this calendar year, we're already in November, right? Almost in December. It's almost over. This calendar year. The Detroit Lions have won 10 games. The Detroit Pistons have won 
nine games. Think about that for a second. Absolutely pathetic. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. By the way, the Pistons have won nine games in 20, make that 60 tries, while the Lions have won 10 games in 13 tries. Anybody going to do anything, or are we just going to watch this thing freaking burn? Piston fans, I don't know why you go to the game. And then there's the head coach, Monty Williams, who flat out told you he did not want the job. Goris could not take no for an answer. He made him the highest paid coach in NBA history. He makes 13 million plus a season. So Monty gets paid six and a half million for a win because they only got two of them. At his press conference, he said, I only took the job for the money. And I remember talking to Wojo about this on the radio. I said, I'm a little concerned about that. I'm not comfortable begging a guy to come here because when things get really bad, is he really invested in making sure they get better? He came here for the money. Things are really bad and they're not getting better. So maybe I was right to be concerned. I want to play you Monty Williams post-game press conference. This is from Monday after they lost by 19 to a 2-14 and 14 basketball team. I'm going to play you the entire press conference. Don't fret. It's like 45 seconds. Take a listen. This is Monty after the game. Monty, understanding where you guys were coming into this game and also with Washington uh, on a slide as well, how disappointing is it to lose losing this match? Very. How would you describe the spirit Poor. of you guys? Is there a, I'm going to ask this the right way, I mean, when, when there's anger, is it, is it, can there be healthy anger? It's just the level of, of growing up in this, on this team, um, maturity, Understanding what game plan discipline is, all the stuff we talk about all the time. It's enough talking. That wasn't fight on the floor. That wasn't Pistons basketball by any stretch of the imagination. That's what this is. We, we have to have people that honor the organization and the jersey by competing at a high level every night. Not talking about execution, just competing. That wasn't it, and that's on me. <clears throat> Anybody else? Thank you. All right, so here's a couple things. First of all, that's not Pistons basketball. Monty, you've only been here for like 15 games. That is Pistons basketball, unfortunately. That's Pistons basketball. This team and organization has stunk for damn near two decades. Somebody's got to do something. Why does Troy Weaver still have a job? This isn't on Monty. But you can't get rid of him either because you're paying him for like six years at $13 million a season. Is the owner, Tom Gorris, going to step up and at least make a statement for the freaking fans? The poor, long-suffering fans? Anybody? Anybody home? Let's launch another t-shirt. Maybe that will make everything all better. Like, what a freaking embarrassment.
the Detroit Pistons. The other thing, by the way, I got to bring this up because it kills me. All right. So me in this business, I started as a board op, which is a guy that hits buttons, entry-level position. And then if you can even call it a big break, I started going to sporting events as a reporter. And I thought to myself, the only way I'm going to make a difference is I'm going to ask the questions that the fans really want to know the answers to. In the process, I pissed off Jim Leland and Mike Babcock and Matt Patricia and Jim Caldwell. And I mean, the list goes on and on and on, right? Monty Williams wanted to talk. Did you listen to him? Any questions and waited 15 seconds before leaving the podium. Where the hell was the media? Anybody going to ask a question? That's the best time to get a coach when he's furious. You're going to get a great answer. He wanted to show you how much he cared. Nobody asked another question. Johnny Kane from Bally's does a great job. Asked three questions. Nobody else asked another question. Like, what are you doing? Where are you at? If I was in that room, and I'm not toting myself, I swear. But if I was in that room, I would have fired off five different questions. Hey, Monty, what's your message to Piston fans? Hey, Monty, do you expect big changes with this team? Hey, Monty, you said it was on you. What can you do to make this team better? Hey, Monty, how frustrated are you? Hey, Monty, have you talked to Tom Gorris? Hey, Monty, what about your GM, Troy Weaver? I didn't think the media did a good job there. Sorry. I like all those guys and girls that covered the team, but somebody's got to ask another question. In my opinion, I'm a nobody, but in my opinion, I would have fired off a question. Best time to get good answers. This is when a coach is pissed off. Trust me, I have experience. So that is the bad of the podcast. Anybody going to do anything or say anything? Just business as usual down at Little Caesars. Truly pathetic. And now for the awesome. So y'all accused me, at least some of you have accused me. Some of you accused me of uh, being unfair to Michigan with this cheating scandal. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're wrong. I don't know. I feel like I feel. You feel like you feel. What are you going to do? Anyway, I thought Stoney from the morning show, the Stoney and Jansen show, did something awesome on Tuesday morning. I got to play this for you. So we all know that Michigan will beat Iowa in the Big Ten title game. We all know they'll win their third consecutive Big Ten championship. We all know they're going to march on to the CFP. And we all know that Commissioner Tony Patetti of the Big Ten is going to have to hand Jim Harbaugh the trophy after suspending him for three games. So it's obvious. Everybody wants to know, what does Jimmy think about this? What does Harbaugh think about this? I mean, it's going to be a victory. He's going to love the crap out of it, you got to believe. Stoney and Jansen had Harbaugh on yesterday morning. And Stoney asked, great effort by Michael Stone. Did Harbaugh bite? Take a listen. I'm old enough to have remembered when Pete Rozelle had to give the Lombardi Trophy to Al Davis, and they didn't get along. Have you thought at all about when you guys win, Tony Panini giving you the Big Ten Championship Trophy with all the BS that's gone on? Did you practice that question like over and over? Well, I thought I had to drive over here. The funny part wait, about wait, it Chad, is wait till no, you get a load of No, no, wait. When you go back and you hear this, he called him a Panini. 
Oh, you're right. His name is Petiti. Okay. <laughs> but besides the point. I mispronounce everything. Yes. No, but I did tell John well, I was going to ask one, one question that might be a little... Actually, it fits me. Just right, yes. just right up your alley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Because yes. I know a lot of fans out there, well, that's, they want to see that so bad. Uh, I'd love to hang with you I, and cackle I, I, and, and, and do this all day, but I, we really have to get back and start planning for this, for this game. <laughs> Gotta get there first. I know. Yeah. All right, Jim, thanks a lot as always. All right, so a couple things. First of all, I was a little annoyed at Harbaugh. Like, at least answer the question. Why not? You won, my friend. You won the three games that you got suspended. You're playing in the Big Ten title game. You're going to have the commish have to smile. It's going to be fake and hand you the trophy. You get the last last, Jim. You could have at least answered the question. But I can't be mad at Harbaugh because of his using of the word cackle. I like to hang around with you guys and cackle. I mean, that's something like an old person says, I feel. Right? No? Maybe? I don't know. Anyway, that's awesome, though. Awesome try by Michael Stone. I wish Jim would have answered. That is his. There it is, people. The good, the Red Wings getting Patrick Kane. The bad, the Pistons. Truly bad. And the awesome, Tony Petiti having to hand Jim Harbaugh the Big Ten title trophy. Comment section below. Let me know what you think about anything we hit on. Friday is the first ticket trivia. Quickly, let's go ahead and we'll get to the comments. Always every podcast, I read a good comment and a bad comment. Yesterday, we did the podcast about the national media starting to turn on the Detroit Lions, if you should be worried about the Lions. I did the podcast before the Vikings lost to the Bears. I think now everybody is a lot less worried about the Lions because the Vikings look like a total fraud. They get a bye week. They're, what, two and a half games behind the Lions. Detroit's magic number to win the division for the first time in 30 years is four. So I think everybody feels a little better about the Lions. But here's some comments. Here's a good comment and a bad comment. This is the good comment. Says the following. Rieger, I'm a big fan of the podcast. Can't wait to see who does well in the trivia you rock, brother. I oh, thank you. It's very nice of you. Let's go to the bad comment. Shall we? This one is from at JQ7517. Says the following. Crying about Michigan's winter. What a Sally, I bet. He's a Biden supporter. LOL, winter is beautiful in Michigan. Grow a pair. Yeah, I was bitching about the weather today and yesterday because it sucks. But because I'm bitching about the weather, that means I'm a Joe Biden supporter. <laughs> Why is it going to get all political? The weather does blow, guys. There's not anybody that likes this weather. Spare me the, well, you know, I'm a winter guy and I like to ski and I like to ice skate. I don't even believe you. And I like to sit around and I like to ice fish. This weather sucks. And yes, I will bitch about it. Or I'll move eventually. But I probably won't move. So I'm just going to continue to bitch about it. God, when I won't get to play some golf. What? My wife is looking at me. Do you have any thoughts? You want to say something? You can. The floor is yours. Do you guys want to meet my wife? No. Oh. I think the people might enjoy meeting you. 
All right. That is today's episode of The Daily Ticket. We'll catch you tomorrow. We're two days away from the first ticket trivia. Guys, it's been fun as always. Please rate, review, download, follow, whatever the jargon is. I appreciate you all. We'll catch you tomorrow on a Thursday. See ya.